This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the podcast for alpaca people. So great to have you back. What are we going to do about the problem of Maria? <laughs> no, no, I haven't got a new alpaca called Maria. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so I had a, a moment this week when I, I suddenly got this prompt and this, this song appeared in my head. And it was from The Sound of Music. And it was, what are we going to do about this problem of Maria? Oh, dear. I've just been saying, what are we going to do with you to one of the alpacas? And I found that I've been saying that a few times just recently. They're, it's so close to, to uh, shearing time. And they're in full fleece. And they're also getting in among the brambles, particularly the dead stuff. And uh, they keep bringing stuff back with them all tangled around and some more than others. And some of the youngsters, of course, it's, you'd expect that, but it's some of the older ones as well. So it was Haney this time. And she's, she had all of this stuff <laughs> wrapped around uh, and all over the place. I think, oh, goodness me. So she came down and I kind of edged my way to head her in the direction of going inside the stable because she wasn't yeah, inside she was still eating from the bucket. So managed to, to push her in and she wasn't very best pleased about this. But I managed to kind of block her egg, just, just running straight out again. And we started disentangling all of this stuff. I had my gloves, but even so, these were big, big brambles with large spikes. So we managed to get it all off. There's a few bits, I think. I might find that again when I come to do the shearing. But generally, we managed to get it off. So, But it's a number of them that's... This is what they do. The others are rolling, so there's a load of bits of stuff. What would, that would be? Well, it's, some of it's on from the grass, but it's actually the stuff that sticks is the um, the moss. <laughs> so they've got all this moss and other bits, and then the others that are rolling in the car park. They're slightly uncomfortable. They are, you know, it's close to shearing, and therefore this is where they start to get uncomfortable, and they will roll and. Uh, it's a bit of a challenge. What are we going to do? What are we going to do with you? So actually, it's not their problem, not their fault, really. They're just doing what comes naturally. And when you look at that, is that a problem? Well, some some of them, uh, some of the individual like Haney, they will tend to roll, they will tend to get into the brambles more than the others. So it's a bit of a, it's not their problem, it's not that they're being a problem, but it's it's typical that it becomes that. But the behaviour is not not bad or wrong or anything. It's just there are implications of what they're doing. And actually some of it is because of the dead bramble and stuff that's around. Now, is that my problem because I should have cleared it? Mm, yeah, could be. Some areas, certainly I feel we could have done more clearing. But it's... Uh, it's just one of those things they get in to explore and they're getting to places I hadn't expected them to. <laughs> and they're getting 
higher up and further in and all that kind of stuff, which means they're getting to some of the, the dead bramble branches and things that are tucked away in the back of that. Once they're sheared, it'll be, the problem goes away because it doesn't stick anymore. They don't get tangled up in the brambles in the same way at all. So that's an interesting one. So what are we going to do with you, Heine? Well, it's not actually her fault. But there are other things that come up. Some of the behaviour I came up from this table with my bucket of food. And who did I meet first of all? Ah, uh, Megan, who, who threatened to spit at me. And so I stepped off and round <laughs> away from her and had little words with her. Just go, what are you doing? You're a little bit further. And I came across Millie, who was coming down the path down towards the stable. And because Megan had been a bit stroppy, <laughs> she'd been making noises, then Millie decided that I also needed to be put in my place. There was obviously something I was doing wrong. So she threatened to spit at me and got all, all difficult as well. What are we going to do with you? Yeah. So was that my fault? Was that their fault? It was just a situation, really. They were coming down. There was only a narrow path we were both trying to use. And my behaviour wasn't bad behaviour, but it did affect them. It produced a response that was uh, less than perfect. However, they didn't spit at me. It just came close. But they were threatening, but I and I could have made things worse, and I have in the past. But on this occasion, I was able to diffuse the situation. So that's one of the things that we can do when we get sort of problem challenging behavior like this. Sometimes they stand up, you're in the way, they stand up and they're gonna threaten to spit, they're gonna they're gonna be more standing their ground rather than moving out of the way. And that is partly determined by what I'm doing partly determines what kind of day they're having. Who did they have a fight with a bit earlier? Who did they, who did they get into a, a struggle with over who was going to have which bit of the food? Um, and you don't know that. So you, you come to the, the situation which sometimes has unknown factors in there. But we have history. And I know that Millie will tend to spit. And therefore, I take appropriate steps to move out of the way uh, to, to take appropriate action which isn't going to make the situation worse so is she a problem what are we going to do with Millie there are issues around her and her behavior but she's not a problem really she's not a problem and there are others that equally they're challenging but they're not a problem I mean Owena is gorgeous but she's big and she's strong not aggressive at all but she she can be challenging. So, that, so so what are we going to do with her? Well, we're not going to do anything except love her and be kind, um, but take the appropriate steps. So we don't rush her. We don't try and manhandle her, as it were. We don't try and force her physically to do things. And we usually get there. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer, and that's okay. So there are things that we can do to help manage the situation. But some of that is because of the history. And if you've got alpacas that you haven't had long or, you know, there may be situations that um, you're unfamiliar with, it could have been that they've had some bad experiences in, in their past. If the alpacas are new to you, you might not know that. And they've been, um, they haven't had a good experience of 
cheering, for example. And they remember that. And I remember I, I helped out doing some shearing and this particular one had a really nasty scar. Now he saw me coming. This is the one who stood up and came towards me and he was ready to spit. He just knew my body language and, and he was going to, there was no, he knew I was coming to shear him and there was no way he was going <laughs> to just accept that. So we had a bit of a, an interesting time. Uh, but each year I did him, it, it got easier, but he did have a nasty scar where he'd been cut quite badly when he's being sheared and that wasn't going to make him very cooperative and very uh, much looking forward to being sheared. And, but we managed. And there were others that, that had had problems and we were able to do it in a different way, take a bit longer, manage them more gently. And we coped and things improved. Now, hopefully that was a good experience that added to their memory and took away some of the bad experience. But you need to take those things into account when you're considering an animal to be a problem. He was difficult and challenging. Mm. Now, you do get some situations where you get an animal that is a problem. And there was a, another male I was asked to go and help with, with shearing. And that was, that was a difficult one. He'd been left with the, the female, uh, male and female, just the two of them. Um, surprisingly, not, she ended up pregnant, but it was out of a, at a different time of year. So they, the career arrived uh, as a surprise in December in the, in the snow. Um, <clears throat> now he'd been around and he, was, he stayed with the, the female and the career and he started to get very protective. He was okay with the lady of the house, but the man of the house, no, he was going to get challenged. And it was the same. I went just to, to, to assess the situation and he saw me coming uh, and immediately felt I was a challenge to his being the top male in the situation here and uh, started to, to spit at me from a distance, which only got worse. So when we came to do the actual shearing, it was a challenge, a real challenge. And he was very physical, very difficult to manage, tried to bite me all the way through the process. Not easy. Now, he should have been castrated. He shouldn't have been left with the, the female uh, and the career. And so the behavior sort of changed. Now, uh, he became a problem and he would be an ongoing problem. You do get a situation sometimes with young males that are over familiar with people and they lose the boundary, uh, the, the, the sort of the standard boundary. They they become a bit more, and as they grow, they become, they're really cute when they're, they're small and they're, they're over-friendly. But as they get older and bigger and stronger, that can become a problem. And, and ultimately, you could end up in a situation with what's called berserk male syndrome, which doesn't sound good, does it? And that, that really is a problem for both the animal, but also for the handlers, for the, for the, for the owners anybody who's interacting with, with this particular male. We had one and I was partly responsible for creating him. I, I just didn't know. It was, the, it was, in our, it was one of our first born uh, in our first five in the first year we had the alpacas. And uh, he was cute and, and very friendly in the field. He'd come up to you and all the rest of it. And that was fine until as he got older, he started to become more, uh, well, he was main male in the group and uh, he started to see me as a challenge and the behaviour changed and we, we found ways to manage it but it was it was difficult 
and he was a bit of a problem. And he certainly is a problem. I couldn't trust him with with other people and visitors. I had to, <laughs> to always make sure I was kind of in between and, and watching. No, it's not a good situation to be in. It doesn't have to happen, but you can find that that situation gets created. So there are some problems, but in the main, the animals are not the problem. In the main, it's what we do. It's the way that we make decisions which don't help the situation. There are things that we can do which will train the animals, make them familiar with what's going on. But there's also situations where it's us that needs the training, the people. It's the people that need to be trained, not the animals. Similar situation with dogs and horses and and. It's not simple and straightforward. Some of it is a bit complex and the interactions, the dynamics and the, the chemistry and all the rest of it that goes on. We just need to be thinking of those things, not seeing the animal as the problem, not seeing us as a problem either, but, but recognising there are different factors, different things in here. And if we deal with them early enough, when they're, they're, there's kind of indicators, when there's a little bit of an issue, it's not a problem yet, it's just an issue. If we deal with it early enough, we can avoid it becoming a problem and, and becoming something that is really unmanageable. No, it's just there's just no good solution then. So that is some thoughts on how we move from being a problem, changing the perspective, changing the reframe that, and get to the situation where actually it's us that can take responsibility and diffuse the situation. Shearing coming soon. I know I keep saying that, but it's still cold at night. So we're getting closer, things sent off to be sharpened and gathering all the bits and pieces. In the valley, the grass is growing. It's really quite long in places. <laughs> it's frustrating because there are some bits I'm thinking, I'm going, oh, I'm going to have to get the strimmer out. I'm going, to have to, I'm going to have to cut this back because the alpacas are letting that grow long. But they're also eating less of the hard food, the, you know, the, the dried food that I provide them, eating less of that. Uh, and a bit less of the hay as well, and they're they're enjoying the grass. And sometimes the boys, nope, they're not there. They've gone off. They don't have breakfast because they don't need it. They've gone off and they're in the field, the far end. But they'll be back for the evening meal, and they do. You know, we do. We do feed them. We do look after them. We do make sure they got water as well, particularly the hot days. Same with the the girls. Some of those are less likely to to want to come down. So I'm just reducing the ration slightly, trying to be sensible here uh, about how extreme. <laughs> I'd reduce it. I'm not going to try to starve them. But I do need to recognise that they're eating less of the hard food and therefore more grass is good. And therefore we'll just adjust that as we go. The other things that have been going on, on the lake, we've we've got two pairs of uh, Canada geese around, uh, the last few days at least. And... They've been in the car park. They've been around. I've been hissed at a bit and that kind of thing, but they've been in the car park. And, every, and there's one pair in particular that they're, they're kind of chasing the the alpacas a bit today. <laughs> oh dear! Sue was out, and across the path in front of her comes oh the geese, and they, they were they were slightly off on in, in one side, and they they came across the path and over into the lake. And it was only when they got down nearer the lake that she realised. There were some little ones. So there's a couple of couple of goslings. Wow. Now, where have they come from? I'm not quite sure where they were. Um, we thought that we weren't having any this year, but there's, there's a pair. The, the other pair are, are, are a bit kind of, I don't know, they're still sorting out what's going on. So they're 
rushing around. So so they're down on, on the finger. And the alpacas have been down on the finger this, this afternoon. And, and so the pair with the, with the youngsters seem to be more relaxed in some ways, but the other pair are just steaming around and getting all upset and chasing the alpacas and, and, and threatening me. And, and well, there you go. So that's that's interesting, and there are other things that are that are happening with the the birds. We've got uh, at the back of the house. We've got some black caps that are, have nested, and it's lovely seeing them nipping into the bushes. There was a changing of of uh, the the guard, really changing of the nest. Um, so one came near, and then hopped in a bit closer, and as it did, another one came out, and then they swept, switched over, and they so it was the, obviously the male and female sort of just switching over there their respective duties and uh, so that's really good i'm really pleased they're they're being successful there um this morning earlier on thinking about the geese going back to the geese again they were in they've been coming into the field a lot uh in among the alpacas by the by the stable actually came in and they were walking past the the path um near the fence of the of the the stable the little corral area there and uh, the female was kind of coming in. Oh yeah! Oh look! Oh, look! There's some, there's some nice grass over here. I'll go. And she's going. And the male is kind of. Well, uh, I'm, not, I'm. Oh, I'm not. I'm not sure we're supposed to be in this for. I'm not sure we're supposed to be here. <laughs> he was obviously a little bit edgy, a little bit trying to work out. Do I need to do it? And she. I, I, oh, there's an. Oh, I'm just going to go down here. So she was <laughs> blithely going on and helping herself to some some nice grass. And he's uh, and eventually he, he goes. Oh no! I think we. Can't, we need to go. So he turned around and he headed off and, oh, oh, wait for me, wait for me. And she came trundling after him. Uh, it was a delightful little, little something. What, I don't know what, what you call that. Anyway, it was a little interaction. And uh, it was nice to see. So I get a good view out of my window when I'm working and doing the bits and pieces I do. So it's always nice to to see. And the, the chirping of the um, swallows, there's some. There's a different call. I, they've been chattering away to each other, and they're swooping in and swooping around the lake and touching on the water and that kind of stuff. So, must be some flies around. But they've also been zipping in the windows, and there's all the the eggs and the, the little ones in there. Haven't seen any sign yet, but uh, I'll go and ex- explore. I don't want to disturb them. I don't go poking around, but I'll try and stand in the right place <laughs> so I can see just a bit more of of what's going on. Hmm. So there we go. When we do the right thing, it's just expected. It's just what we should be doing anyway. When we do the wrong thing, we can be quite hard on ourselves and feel like we're a failure. And as I said, it's it's often us that needs to be adjusted because we're part of the, the difficulty, part of the problem. The alpacas are not the problem. It can be us. But please don't 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 beat yourself up about that. Don't don't go all negative on yourself. But there are things you can do. Keep your eyes and your wits about you. Watch what's going on, and keep making those positive choices to improve the situation and the interactions with your alpacas. And when you can, go spend some time with an alpaca. Take care. Have a good week. Bye for now. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day.